Sounds good. And you're Steve. Hey, hello. Neil here. Hi, Neil. Scott, it is wonderful to chat with you. Thank you so much for the time. This is a, a real privilege. Excellent. Right. Thank you so much. Uh, the film is incredible. It's yeah. it's very powerful and so challenging. Um, what what brought this story to life? What is it that that uh, Scott that made you want to tell this story? Yeah, it started innocently enough with uh, me being curious about why we were seeing record-breaking measles outbreaks in a few pockets in the United States and across Europe. Uh, state of emergency in New York City and the Orthodox Jewish community, uh, state of emergency in Washington State. And I did my very minor lazy research to say, well, where what's going on with the measles vaccine and, and measles in the United States? And I saw that in 2000, we were close to eliminating excuse me, eliminating measles in the United States. So why is this happening? I reached out to Dr. Paul Offit, who was very generous with his time and said, Scott, it's very simple. There are people out there that for many, many years have been fomenting doubt and fear and disinformation around vaccines, excuse me, convincing uh, families to not vaccinate their children. And those lowering of rates leads to lowering of uh, herd immunity and you're seeing these pockets. So I began the journey with what seemed to be uh, very important questions around the measles vaccines and disinformation and filmed with Paul Offit, Dr. Tony Fauci, Dr. Peter Hotez, but also wanted to film on the other side. Now, the not other side in terms of equality, in terms of their data or truth telling, but in terms of the other people that are fomenting this disinformation. So I filmed with Andrew Wakefield, <clears throat> the original doctor who had a false and, and fraudulent study in 1998 that tried to make a connection between the MMR vaccine and, and autism. Uh, uh, one of the top communicators for the anti-vax community, an uh, internet icon, uh, Del Bigtree, and now the real top of the pyramid in the anti-vax world has become Robert Kennedy Jr. And we have a very powerful and revealing, I would call it even demasking uh, interview with him in, in, in the film. So yeah, it started with that and then COVID happened. And it went to this whole, it went to this whole other place. So, By the way, everybody has a story that ends, and then COVID happened. Right. <laughs> I was going to do this, but then COVID happened. You know. <laughs> but, but uh, unlike the rest of us, Scott was able to, with some clever uh, pivoting, was able to fold all of that into one to one story arc. It, it it really is incredible that so many of the, like. Here we have the measles outbreak and then right on the heels, you know, as you say, Neil, and then COVID happened. But but there is such a tie between so many of these things. Uh, and then and then near towards the end of the film mentions mentions about the polio. Was it polio? Am I saying yeah, there was a polio, it was a polio. polio case in, in, in the Orthodox Jewish community? It's it's um, these things are our decisions have effects are the way that we can be swayed by. Um, very effective people that are not telling us the truth can lead charismatic to, people. Yeah, charismatic people can lead to really dangerous decisions. So how do we fight it? And one of them is humility, actually, right? We have to have the humility to say, do am I correct before I go down this road? Do I have the humility to look for uh, other experts to help me decide if I'm making the right decisions or not? So uh, it's it's tricky. It's not just as as easy as saying somebody has the wrong information. We have have to ask people to have have humility and take personal responsibility. Well, and that's such a massive question here within this film. Uh, and I'd love to hear from you both because, I mean, we we're told trust 
trust this person, trust the scientists, trust, you know, trust Dr. Fauci, trust this person. But trust has been so diluted. I mean, I know it's, this is not, this is not a new thing, but I, you know, so much of this to me, you know, on a pop cultural level, you think of the, when fake news, the phrase fake news stepped into culture. Um, what, what does it mean to you both to trust information in an age when, and I, I will say truth is so diluted because truth is such a, it, it seems like it's, it's such a, a personal per choice when there's so much information available. Yeah, that's kind of why I think Scott brought me onto the project, yes. right? As an astrophysicist, no, I'm not interviewed in the film. I'm not a medical professional, but I do care about and think deeply about how you communicate science and what receptors people have for listening if they already came into the room with a strongly held view, especially if that strongly held view is sourced by charismatic people who are themselves not carrying what is objectively true. And here's the difference. Um, when Fauci speaks, yes, he's an expert, but he's not putting forth his pet idea about vaccines. He's communicating a body of research that hundreds, if not thousands of scientists have participated in. And ideally in a flow of information world, he's giving you the best updated information available from that. If you find a pedigreed person who has their own YouTube page and they're up there's pedigree, they could be from fancy institutions, even with an MD. And they say, the establishment is wrong and I'm right. You should listen to me and look at my pedigree. That Some flags should go up, okay? Because you say, well, I am listening to an expert. Well, so here's how that works. In science, your expertise is not, your individual expertise, is not as important as the expertise you're communicating as established by the methods and tools of science yeah. in the scientific community. That's the difference. So yes, there's a person and Fauci, and this person says, don't take vaccines, it's bad for you. Fauci says, vaccines are good for you. And Fauci represents an entire world of research that knows and understands that vaccines in large measure, single-handedly double the life expectancy of our species in the last 200 years. Doubled. Do you realize cavemen, the life expectancy was between 30 and 35, and it stayed that way through the early 1800s? Hmm. We're talking 30,000 years. 30,000 years. And of course, back then, they were breathing fresh air and eating organic food, and they were pretty much getting exercise. Science matters here. And so, yeah, so maybe we need to teach that in kindergarten through 12th grade. Truth is not the lone wolf's comments looking for clickbait because you want to be with the person who's your champion against the big, faceless institutions that don't have your interest in mind, but that person does. So how do we have the, to get people to have the discipline to just check themselves? It's discipline. It's a discipline of saying, because you, I, I heard you, Steve, saying that it feels like the truth has become, you know, a personal choice. It's been manipulated so much. No, 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 no. 
the perception of the truth has, mm -hmm. has been manipulated, right? You, I'm glad you used, you brought up the term, when did fake news drop, right? Fake news wasn't dropped by the science community saying that, look at them, them the, look at the disinformation merchants being successful at using fake news. No, fake news was brought on to try and foment distrust in the established the establishment of the news cycle and that of, 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 of good journalism. And that journalism, like science, has built in checks and balances to see if that 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 uh, that reporter did their work correctly. Right. It doesn't the reporter doesn't just write the thing and it goes into the newspaper. They go they do their work. They write it. Three editors vet it. Then another person does checks and balance, does, does verifies those those results, verifies the truth within that. Right. These are important institutions. So I've come to use the term that some of these disinformation merchants, they're not just corrupt, they're corrosive. They're mm -hmm. corroding trust in these incredible institutions that have taken, you know, hundreds of years for us to build and make our planet safer and better. And that doesn't mean I'm being Pollyannish and saying, don't just take all their words for it of these incredible institutions and never check them. Check them every day. And we do. So always check them. That's where it's is that these disinformation merchants have been so, so clever at the way that they have done this. They have flipped the they have flipped the script on things like the 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 uh, David Goliath story, right? Just because that individual person Neil was describing looks like the David against Tony Fauci and the the establishment of science doesn't mean that that David is is truly a David. They could be a liar. They could have misinformation. So it really takes discipline and humility to say, hold on, do I have bias? Am I getting good information? And God forbid we're your, each other's brother's keeper to say, hey, I think you've drifted a little bit, you know, and we have the humility to accept that instead of going, don't tell me you're, you know, don't tell yeah. me what's right and what's wrong. You know, don't tell me that your, your health is more important than my freedom, as we see on the back of a car in the film. Um, it's, 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 we're living through strange times. And I hope that we can get through this difficult period and and get back to more rational thought and that's not a political statement that's a statement of rationality humanity our social contract yeah and, and by the way we can't um you this whole idea of do your own research mm. right so you spend two hours on a google search and what often you don't know is you will be pulled towards things that you want to be true because that's what the algorithms do you you see more of this it'll send you even more of that and then you'll come out thinking that you did your research and then meanwhile someone who's devoted their entire career and knows the literature and knows where it all stands um you will say well i did my research and i don't agree with you that's an that's i find that astonishing that we have a system in place where someone can land in that box and dare I say, is it like I said, is it kindergarten through twelfth grade where we can put defenses in place yeah. against that kind of susceptibility? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's the beast is is multi-headed. It's and... but it is, you're, you're right, Neil. That if we teach, if we teach just thinking about what is the scientific method, thinking about what is critical thinking, we can hopefully stop for a minute because that. That I had somebody on a call yesterday, Neil, say to me, the four words that I hate the most are do your own research. 
Mm. How dangerous there. I'm so, so, I'm so glad you brought that up because it sounds so empowering. This is how brilliant these, these, these disinformation merchants are at, at, at doing this. Yeah. It's my friend has a brain tumor. Let me do my own research and then operate myself. Right. Well, that's the, that's the snarky danger side of it, but it sounds, doesn't it sound empowering? Neil? It sounds like, Oh, do your own research. I'm going to be empowered to find this out. And it is okay to do your own research. If you have the discipline to do it in a way, that's the way to say it, that you're getting valid information. Right. But Mm -hmm. I'm pointing out the, the brilliance, the evil brilliance of saying, do your own research, because it makes it sound like, listen to me, trust in me. They don't want you to do it. And it's, it's, it's really, it's really, really dangerous. So I, 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 if somebody wants to look at shot in the arm and say, oh, this podcast is telling us to just trust Scott and Neil because they made this movie shot in the arm. No, don't no, no. vet us, vet the movie, see, see if we are valid. And we worked our tushes off to make sure that the science is valid. And, and more, did you just say tush? I did say tush. <laughs> <laughs> That's how hard he worked, Neil. That's how hard he worked, right there. Okay, I just hadn't heard Tush since I was talking to my four-year-old kid. Okay, I can say ass. I mean, we're (laughs) so that we worked so hard to make that happen. But check us, right? Don't don't just think that what comes out of our mouths and thumbs is the truth, right? We have to check ourselves. Well, and and, you know, and the film even says, you know, as just to dovetail off what you're saying, science isn't political, or at least it shouldn't be. And, and, and I'm hearing what you're saying, and it is, it is absolutely true that there are, you know, I, I like what you're saying, Neil, there, the algorithm just sort of programs, you know, oh, this is what you want to hear, I'm going to teach you more. Um, but I wanted to ask you both about a line that uh, I think is near the end of the film. It says, this, the war against this virus has become a war against ourselves. Mm. I was wondering if you could expand on that. That's Dr. Offit. Yeah, it's very, very powerful. And you can see the weight. You can see the weight of this experience in his eyes. Um, that, yeah, that that goes to the humility that we were talking about earlier. This is a war against ourselves. What, how are we going to choose to go forward? Are we going to choose to be um, closed-minded, stay in our bubble, be selfish, difficult word, but, but be selfish? Or are we going to be open and humble and say, I want to try and get the best information that I can, even if that information might be wrong for a minute and need to be changed again. That's part of the process. And the moving frontier of discovery, there's always uncertainties at the moving frontier. Oh, and by the way, that moving frontier when conducted by scientists, um, that means advice can be modified on some, at some rate, depending on the rate at which research is unfolding. And um, at any given moment, that will be your best advice, okay? Because nobody else is doing that. You can sit back in the in your in your chair and cherry pick it and say, "Oh, they're wrong." Well, you don't know that they're wrong. Have you done the experiment? No, you're not there on the in the in the trenches in the labs. So, my parents, not scientists, either of them, knew and understood the value of science. Um, with, with all of the uncertainties, even at the frontier, they would always take the best available consensus recommendations medically. So we were all vaccinated. We had our, our vitamins. We had our, and I'm old enough so that I'm talking about like long ago, okay, where um, where medicine didn't taste good, right? And you have to take, that's 
that that led to the metaphor take your medicine you know it's a you know even in mary poppins a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down so in that era they are following the advice of scientists who who do you think taught them the humility neil that we're talking about to check them you know i have to i always have to rethink that because not rethink i have to reflect on it because the and we I, I, we grew up in a household where objective truth mattered yeah. it wasn't do this because i'm the grown-up mm. it was do this for these reasons mm. and in me that meant the world was a figure outable place mm. all right it wasn't just the the uh, you weren't just bouncing between one authoritative declaration to another um and there was a point i don't know this is off topic here but um oh, it's I, 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 in high school i spent a lot of time on the phone talking to my friends and my parents said get off the phone you're you're raising the phone bills all right and they kept saying that and i thought well let me check this so i went to the pages and i looked and it turned out my friends were in a zone local calls lo it was it was a it was extra local right not just the, the zip code i mean the area code yeah. it, there was like message units were zero yeah. accumulated for the calls i was making then i made my case to them nice <laughs> and nice. And then what happened was they came up with another reason. Well, we have, you know, your grandmother is old and in the nursing home. We want to keep the phone clear in case she calls. So they still didn't want me on the phone. <laughs> Fair reason. And look at that. That this this is the irony of it is that thank you for, for the way you put that, Neil, is they you gave an example that led to you did your own research and it, you can do your own research and have good results. That's where it's so dangerous, the way that they've manipulated that beautiful. Right. That beautiful right. statement. So I love that story. Honestly, to you both, thank you. And th thank you for sharing that. And the, we're out of time, but I just want to say thank you so much for the, the opportunity to chat with you. But the film is incredible. I really do hope that it challenges people to look beyond their favorite YouTuber. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's what and, it is. And look and, for and, and reduce your susceptibility to the charisma of someone who's telling you what you want to hear that's that's really what that comes down to and before you go you have to tell me what the three pictures are in the back wall <laughs> uh gravity uh indiana jones and the last crusade and coco nice. oh my god <laughs> okay like <laughs> geek in the house <laughs> i own it and i admit it <laughs> no there you go card carrying all the way and just Very to go good. back to our last moment again one, one more what is it neil from the I don't remember what hip hop tune it was, but check yourself before you wreck yourself. Mm -hmm. that's a, oh, that's an interesting one. Yeah, okay. Check yourself before you uh -huh. wreck yourself. Let's go. Uh, thank you so much for the time. Okay, thank dude. You.